The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Just in time for summer, the SGPN Store has a new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblypodcast.com for 10% off. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. So much NFL news to cover, obviously, as the schedule released happened yesterday. We've had some time to digest it, to break it all down. I know everybody loves their instant reactions, but sometimes you just got to you got to dwell. You got to figure out where you're at with it instead of gut reactions all the time. And that's what we're here to do. Give you well thought out reactions as to uh, our 10 favorite games of the season. And of course, as you're going through, uh, whoo. Ryan's flipping everything around. <laughs> uh, as you're going through uh, the the season, obviously keep these uh, games bookmarked and and marked because you're probably going to want to bet them. As we feel like they're going to be great games. Keep an eye on the lines. Do everything that you can uh, to mark these ten games down. And then, of course, tell us your ten favorite. We want to know what you're thinking too. Ryan McIntyre here, Justin Mark here as well, brothers. We are. Uh, Again, man, it just seems to be inching ever so closely to to the NFL season and schedule releases make it real. Yeah, I'm over here doing uh, playing with my calculator because we're less than 17 weeks away from Lions at Chiefs to kick off the 2023 NFL season. That's 111 days, so that's uh, that's my math for today. Let's dive into the schedule. <laughs> And we want to talk about um, an overhyped Lions team, and they throw them in the the first game of the year like it's an exciting one. I'm so looking forward to them failing this year. (laughs) I want to know though. So my, I want to know when they decided to put them in the first game. Like I I don't know when the the schedule metrics are you know come up with or when they actually uh, assign them that. Was it after the draft? Was it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. Do, do you guys know, like, when they actually start penciling this thing out? Or did they know already that, that the Lions were going to pick one of the most popular players in the draft and then to put him up against the Super Bowl champs? Like, what was that? I, I, I think the logic behind it is you don't want to throw your best game out there. You don't want to put him against the Bills or, or Bengals right off the bat because – that game's going to draw no matter what. It's the first game. Everybody's going to be excited to gamble for the first time in the 2023 NFL season. Everybody's 0-0 in fantasy, so they think this is their year that they're going to win their fantasy championship. So I think you tease it a little bit uh, with, with a team that maybe is on the rise, that that has some expectations. People like Dan Campbell from Biting Your Kneecaps, HBO, last year. You don't want to blow your load basically on the Bengals, Bills, or Eagles. I mean, they, you got to save those for later in the year when the games are colder and more impactful, in my opinion. Yeah, I never thought about that, but that is an excellent point. You don't want your biggest marquee matchup right away 
give something that, you know, could be a good game. But like you said, regardless, people are going to tune in. It's the first game of the season. So they're going to be there. Yeah. I mean, that's like putting the Daytona 500, the Super Bowl of your sport right at the beginning and then kind of going off there. But of course it works for NASCAR. I love that for sure. But um, all right. So here's what we're going to do. Here's the format. We are going to break down uh, 10 games. Each of us picked three of the games that we are looking forward to the most from the schedule. I mean, listen, we could break down all 17 weeks for you, but I don't think you guys necessarily want uh, to hear us for that very long. So we'll keep it nice and brief. We'll give you three games each that we like kind of rotated around. And then we decided to just kind of find out if there was one in particular that we could all kind of agree on that, that wasn't in our, our rotation to, uh, to round it out, to make 10. We're going to post a graphic up on the uh, NFL gambling Twitter. So that way you can debate and discuss and of course, give us your own uh, uh, thoughts on the matter, and and we'll go from there. We we'll always got to have a conversation going uh, around this stuff because, you know, for NFL fans, strictly NFL fans, what else is there to talk about? No doubt. Yeah. No, I I never thought that we would get to the point where the schedule release would become a three-hour show like it's the draft. I mean, the draft is already overblown enough, but the NFL, I think it kind of started uh, during the COVID year when. The world was shut down, and then the NFL's like, no, we're not stopping. Free agency starts on Monday. Then we got the draft, which they did virtually, and then they did the schedule release. That's all people could talk about because there was nothing else to do uh, at that time. So they kind of just ran with it, and now, I mean, they have a Black Friday game, and we'll touch on the different games. They, they're they not stopping for anybody, man. They're just going to continue to tap into the new markets. The NFL, nothing beats it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, All right. Let's uh, step away. We'll continue to talk about the schedule when we come back from our break. But we got to take a second to tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. So not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also get a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has got you covered from the sun to the slopes with their premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays of durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. And of course, that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair of sunglasses that you get is backed by lost and broken replacements. What does that mean? You get your brand new pair of Shady Rays. You're happy. You're excited. Oops, you dropped them. Ah, they just fell. Ah, somebody just stepped on them. That's all right. You're going to get a brand new pair because they told us that they are going to replace them for you completely free. And they won't even ask you how it happened. They don't got to know that you're a klutz like me and that you lose or break (laughs) things the second you buy them. They don't care. They're just going to give you a brand new pair of sunglasses. So shop with confidence because they've always got your back long after your purchase. Plus, if you don't like them, that's all right. I don't know why you wouldn't. But if you don't, you can return them or exchange them completely for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Team's always got your back. For our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com right now. Use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then Take that receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. So you've already got the shades. Now it's time to get a pair of mesh shorts for summer. Who doesn't love a good pair of mesh shorts? They breathe so nicely. Mowing the lawn when you're walking around out and just trying to advertise for the SGPN. Those mesh shorts are going to make people stop and say, got to get me a pair. 
They just dropped the new line of pair of shorts. It's perfect for summer. Head over right now to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use code SHORTS. You're going to get 10% off of those sexy-looking mesh shorts. Uh, I think everybody wants to buy a pair of mesh shorts now. <laughs> just <laughs> so <barriers>. broad. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I love me a good pair of mesh shorts, too. So uh, you could use them for basketball shorts. That's that's another thing you can use them for. Um, all right. Again, the NFL schedule launched. Everybody has their own unique way. Uh, each team has their own unique way of, of actually uh, unveiling theirs. Some teams choosing just to go straight graphics. Others making sweeping uh, cinematic videos. But I... I think I'm of the, the same mindset of a lot of people out there that I kind of like that, that the Tennessee Titans one where they got the ones <laughs> off the street to, to name. Yeah. And, and you know, why I love it the best is because Atlanta actually changed their entire Twitter name to the red, uh, what was it? The red Falcons or something. Red, uh, red stallions. Red Somebody stallions. Called them. Yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. They changed their Twitter name to the red stallions. And I was like, that's beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I guess, you know, I, I've not been to Tennessee. Um, I think I've driven through it, but it's not that far from Iowa. I want to know what person thinks that Falcon looks like a stallion or do they know what a stallion is? I guess, because it doesn't look anything like a horse to me. So, um, I always see those and it just makes me feel better about myself. It's like, you know what? (laughs) I feel smarter today. (laughs) They uh, it, they it makes you want to bet on the Falcons to win the division. Now it inspired me. The Stallions, <laughs> the Stallions. There you the go. Red Stallions. Hey, listen, yeah. Birmingham was the Stallions and they won the championship. So uh, true. I'm just saying, like, and 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 it's funny because uh, I've been I've been to Tennessee and I I've lived in the Nashville area and so I mean I they had to have picked probably the ones that they thought was not gonna not gonna know it at all. But uh, <laughs> anyway, still love it. Uh, all right, so as we look over this entire schedule, I mean, as far as strength of schedule and everything, they'll tease that out over the course of the next few weeks as well and figure it out. But, like, which team do you feel like is actually benefiting from this? Because we kind of talked through Kansas City and, and some of their marquee matchups. They got a buzzsaw going on. Yeah, no, I mean, they they uh, come out with uh, the Lions to start the season – but I mean, you look at their schedule. I mean, they got the Jets, they got the Bills, they got the Chiefs, they got the or sorry, not the Chiefs. Chiefs can't play the Chiefs. Um, scrimmage they and they play the Bengals, and then the the Super Bowl rematch. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, J. Mark pinpointed some good spots there on some teams that might be able to start slow or fast. Uh, I was glad for my sake, Washington drew Arizona, who seems to be the team that everybody. Labels as the worst team in the league. They're not going to have Kyler Murray, so I like that. Maybe potentially starting one to know and at least feeling good for a week. Hey, the yeah, Niners I, twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chalk those up as two dubs. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan, remind me which week do the uh, the Bears Commanders face week five Th- Thursday week night. Five. That that's a game of the year again. Okay, so we got that game in week five. We've got Packers week one. I mean, I'm looking at two easy wins in the first five <laughs> weeks there. So I'm excited about that for the Bears. <laughs> hey, don't make me get Ron to pull out the analytics in the film in Indianapolis <laughs> again in the press conference after the game. <laughs> he chose Carson Wentz. You heard him. <laughs> yep. 
You know, and for me, like I look up and down and for the Niners schedule, I guess if we're just going to talk about our favorite teams, then uh, I, I'm very hopeful for the fact that we've got a few teams like the Bucks on the schedule that now don't have Tom Brady, like the Browns. The Giants might be a little bit of a, of a concern, but like I said, the, the, Fal- or the Falcons, look at me, I'm from Tennessee, uh, the Cardinals twice, uh, and then, of course, you know, the Rams, which you get them twice. They're, they're, I mean, you want to talk about an 11-win season, this kind of lays out to a good 11 or 12-win season for these guys. They can hold their own against the likes of the Eagles, the Bengals, right? Uh, and yeah, I mean, the Ravens even possibly – can they get Geno Smith at least one out of two times? It's, you know, that, that seems to be a very promising looking schedule um, given what we've got in the past. For the Niners, I feel like week 13 is huge where they face the or the Eagles because I feel like those are going to be two powerhouses in the NFC again. And that's going to be a game that I really think kind of sets the tone for the playoffs, right? Um, because these are two teams that we feel will likely be in the playoffs again and they might even be fighting for that number one seed back and forth so for the Niners to have easier scheduling up until that is very beneficial to them because I think that game is it's obviously going to be a challenge the Eagles are no joke and and looking at who uh, I think it's a benefit for some of these teams that want to start fast you always see the statistics of teams that start what two and oh or three and one their odds are drastically go up of making the playoffs i'm looking at teams that start with back-to-back home games in weeks one and two i see um atlanta will start with green bay and carolina to start the year at home um i see denver's gonna have vegas and washington at home new england's got miami and philly to start the year and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will start with San Francisco, your, your 49ers, Rod. But then they'll also have on Monday Night Football the Cleveland Browns. So those four teams get a nice gift from the NFL being able to start with two home games to start the NFL season. Love it. Love it. And you know what The what I love the most, too, is that odds are already out. Mm-hmm. So you can already start looking for the odds on these, which we will incorporate throughout the the uh, show. We're not just talking about the schedule and loving it. We're picking these games, and then we're also going to give you the odds for these games. Uh, but I will say, just because we're not getting neither one, none of us are going to talk about this game. Just just to sort of give you a taste of what to what's to come. The uh, Chiefs are six and a half point favorites over the Lions to start the season. That is at one minus one twenty. Uh, if you want the Lions side of that, if you want to take the Lions and the points, it's at plus one hundred. Their over under here is set at fifty three and a half. And then the money line for KC is at minus 260 and uh, and plus 220 for the Lions. So I think we're, I think the folks know what, what they're talking about here. We're smashing the Chiefs and the over on that, right? Uh, yeah. No, definitely taking the Chiefs. The, the Lions are not ready for primetime in Arrowhead, Super Bowl night. They're going to get blown off the field that night. <laughs> yeah. And the over, though, do you think the Chiefs are going to explode? Probably so. in September. It's warm. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, no, I think both these teams, um, I mean, they're kind of notorious for having an offense that can put up some points, but a defense, especially the Lions, that allows a lot of points. Now, I know the Lions are improving on defense, but I, I definitely like the over in that. It's the opening opening game. There's going to be some fireworks. 
Yeah, especially at Arrowhead. Um, conversely, though, before we go to break, the Texans and the Ravens. The Ravens are nine-point favorites over the Texans uh, at minus 110. The over-under on that one, 45 and a half. And then the money line for the Ravens, minus 390. Houston at plus 320. You want to be kooky? Go take <laughs> yourself a Texans money line to start the season. <laughs> well, hey, if you remember the last year, week one was the complete crab shoot. Chicago upset San Francisco. I, J. Mark likes hearing that. <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. What do you mean? <laughs> that didn't Fake news. <laughs> and then uh, what was the other one that was a big upset? Oh, Cle- or Pittsburgh goes into Cincinnati, picks them yeah. off. Um, there was another couple that was just stunning. Uh, oh, Houston tied Indianapolis. They blew a 20 nothing lead with like six minutes left. I don't know how they didn't win the game. Um, Giants went into Tennessee and got the win. It, 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 it The dogs were barking. And then, of course, the grand finale on Monday Night Football, Geno beats Russell Wilson. That's before we knew that the Broncos and Russell Wilson were going to suck ass. But right. uh, <laughs> they, were, they were hyped as any team going into the season, kind of like some other teams that we're going to label. Uh, but Seattle got that done on the money line. By the way, shout out to Rory in the chat. Rod knows football too. Rod knows every sport. I feel like. I, I mean, don't know about that. <laughs> I I feel like you know every sport. You could talk on every sport. I bet. Well, that's just because I know the buzzwords, Rory. Rory, <laughs> you give me too much credit, buddy. I, I know I know how to say words that people go. Oh, he knows what he's talking about. So, he's gonna uh, be like women's pickleball. I would take this team. <laughs> Actually, I, I should cut that. Uh, all right, we got to step away for a quick break. <laughs> Enough about me knowing about spike ball. Uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll start laying out our games. Uh, Rory, always appreciate you joining us too, man. Stick around. We got. We got football to talk about. I know it's not our favorite sport, but with uh, we'll get to NASCAR later. But I know that dating is tough out there, folks. I, I've been there. I've done that. I've swiped. I've not swiped. I've swiped the wrong way. It's just confusing as all get out. I'm, a, I'm an old man. I don't know what swiping is all about. Uh, but you guys do, and you know how stressful it is. Stop with all of that. Turn to Talkify for all of your dating needs because Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that's designed to help you achieve relationship success. Their trusted compatibility specialist hand select successful and more importantly, compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Want to know how it works? The Talkify matchmakers meet with you so they can learn about everything you want in a partner. Then they're going to select and screen potential match candidates for you. You don't even got to do the work. They're going to do the background checks. They're going to do the interviews. They're going to ask the tough questions like who's got the best schedule in the NFL. And if they don't give you the right answer, then they're not even going to match you with them. They won't even waste your time with somebody that doesn't say that the Niners have the best schedule in the NFL or, or are saying that the Colts are the Cowboys. They'll weed those people out for you. That's fine. From there, your matchmaker is going to plan the date introduction. They're going to handle all the communications for you and create a safe and stress-free dating experience. I can't even tell you how much of a relief that is to those of you looking for that. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of the clients met their person within the first 12 matches. Not messing around, getting you in, getting you out, finding your forever person. Right now, Talkify is offering listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. 
I think within the first 12 matches, if they don't find you somebody that uh, can list off the first 10 draft picks, then uh, <laughs> you can go get your money back. <laughs> uh, love it. Um, all right. Well, we got each of us have three uh, three games that we're we're looking at and we like for this schedule. So like we said, keep an eye on, on uh, the odds that they shift. You might want to grab them now. We'll give you the odds for it, but... Um, Ryan, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it, uh, to you, uh, for your first game that you picked that you got your eye on for the schedule release. Okay. Uh, so mine is going to be a playoff rematch and I read that there's 14 playoff rematches this year in the schedule, the most of any of all time, which is a cool stat, which I, I think I love watching playoff rematches when the team's got it circled for four plus months going into a game. I, I think I'd be doing a disservice if I don't give this out as number one. This has been the number one game in the last two years. Week uh, 17 now, because we have an 18-game season for the second straight year. I'm going with uh, Cincinnati is going back to Arrowhead on New Year's Eve. It's going to be a late afternoon kickoff, so good. Keep it out of prime time so people can have their New Year's Eve plans. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs-Bengals. Everybody knows the history of these two teams. Played in back-to-back AFC championships. They split. Both games came down to a field goal. Regular season matchups came down to a field goal as well. So all four meetings in the last two years have come down to a field goal. Seems like another one this year. Probably for home field advantage, too. Are we? I like it. Are we starting with our top game? Is that what yeah, we're doing start here? With your top. Just give out one of them. I mean, he started mm-hmm. with his top. He, he blew it out early. He was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Chiefs I'm going. I really went out on a limb there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with my top one. It's probably not everybody's top one, but for me personally, Packers-Bears week one. <laughs> Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites. And let me let me tell you why this is so significant, which everybody probably already knows, but Aaron Rodgers was on the Packers for 18 years. He didn't start all 18 years because those first, uh, first couple years, they had this guy named uh, Brett Favre, who also played for a buttload of time. And I, this we finally get a team that doesn't have a franchise quarterback like that. And... Um, I'm just excited to see what we can do. I don't believe in Jordan Love. I know the Packers say they do. All They believe in him so much they gave him what, a one-year uh, deal there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what we can do. I think it's finally the tides are turning and we won't be losing to the Packers all the time. Imagine going from, oh, you know, it's like going from Joe Montana to Steve Young, right? You knew what you had in that. And then after Steve Young, it was kind of like, ooh, what are we going to do? Because, you know, you've got to get the Elvis Gerr back. You've got all the, you know, you don't know after that because there wasn't necessarily that strong. I mean, Jeff Garcia, right? But even still, that wasn't like a franchise. I mean, I love Jeff Garcia. Don't get me wrong, but he was never like a franchise guy. So, you know, you, you have that same sort of succession where it was Favre and it was Rodgers. And now, you know, you're like Jordan Love. I hope he can be that good when you knew you had another one in the barrel. So, yeah, Green Bay's pretty vulnerable this year and and i think if you're a bears fan you you love to see it yeah absolutely absolutely so um all right well mine i'm not going to start off with my favorite i'm just going to start out with week one because it's kind of the natural progression of things i'm very i didn't even look at the odds before i picked this game i just immediately picked it we're talking about aaron Rodgers. um this is the bills taking on the jets the jets are at home to start the season, the Bills got to start on the road, right? And 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 you can always say that the Bills have been the better team, right, for for years and years and years over the Jets. 
Um, but now the Jets start at home with Aaron Rodgers, who gets to play in New York for the first time. I'm sorry, East Rutherford, New Jersey, for the first time in a, in a Jets uniform. But this is what I find intriguing. The Bills are only one and a half point favorites in this game. And, and both sides of this are juiced at minus 110. <clears throat> so does Aaron Rodgers really play that much of a factor in the Jets being only one and a half point dogs to the Bills? I, that's insane to think. I don't, I don't know guys. Like I know Aaron Rodgers is good and I know the jets have done a lot to improve themselves, but if you got this line last year, it'd be closer to five, six, maybe seven points, but to yeah. start at one and a half. Holy cow. Yeah. I got it pulled up right, right here. The jets uh, beat the bills in, in New York last year, but to Rod's point, the line was 10. So, I yeah. mean, they're saying Rodgers is worth nine points. Uh, he's he's worth a lot. I don't know if he's worth nine. This might be a good uh, smash spot for the Bills, to be honest. The first game with Rodgers, we know he likes to get frustrated with those new receivers. I, I, I like this game, though, Rod, because they, they didn't do the Jets any favors on this schedule, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, have you looked at their first month? They got to go Buffalo at Dallas, New England, and then Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, for Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a, a, a just, you know, a trial by fire in New York is really what it's going to end up being. And that's, and that's kind of why I picked this game too, because this is Aaron Rodgers taking on the bills, you know, and this is, this is a Jets franchise that puts so much faith into him now taking on one of the best teams in the AFC. This is a show it to me. Now, this is a, we paid for you. We want you to beat teams like this. And to have to try to do it in the first game of the season, like this is a must watch. And of course it is a Monday night football game, which means the world gets to see it. Oh, and four for the jets. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'll so, try to take, do you root for, do you root for Rogers now or do you still root against him? Oh, still against him. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, it was never that he was a Packer because I actually liked Brett Favre. I respected Brett Favre. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Just I personally do not like his arrogance, his ego, all that. Um, it, this is really interesting to me. I thought the trade to begin with, I think the Packers won it, to be honest. But when you when you look at it, I think we could probably agree that the AFC in a whole is stronger than the NFC. No now, doubt. I know there are some good NFC teams. I get that. But they've seen a hole. And Rodgers couldn't get past those NFC teams enough times to get to Super Bowls. You know, mm -hmm. he was kind of notorious for getting into the playoffs and then choking at some point in the playoffs. And then last year was, you know, they missed the playoffs and he did not look good at all. I don't know what makes anybody think he's going to go into the jet situation there where they are still a young team. They are still kind of trying to build up the winning mentality back from where it used to be and, um, and go to the bills and only be one and a half point dogs. I don't understand it at all because that bills defense is going to feast on them. I feel like, and uh, they're going to feast on Rogers trying to adjust to, you know, the newer receivers. Now, granted he does have Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb to rely on, but still your Garrett Wilson and, and those other young guys. I just, I don't get this line at all. And this is, uh, this is definitely going to be circle for the bills. Cause this is a game where uh, Josh Allen got hurt. Remember he hurt his mm. elbow late in this game. And then he kind of barely could throw the ball down the stretch. I'm, I'm with you. This, uh, 
<laughs> this might be a tough spot for uh, Aaron Rodgers with those young receivers. He's going to be throwing his hands up. He, he's going to be frustrated <laughs> early in, in, in New York. Yeah, he's going to be talking on, on McAfee on Wednesday about it. He'll <laughs> be laying, looking at his his ear hole like he does in the in the memes. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, all right, Ryan, what do you got for your second game? So uh, another Chiefs game. So shocker, I like watching the Chiefs, and if you don't like watching Mahomes and Andy Reid, you probably don't like football. But uh, I like what the schedule makers did here with uh, the Chiefs this time around. This game was the anticipated regular season game last year. But the B- Buffalo Bills have beaten the Chiefs back to back years in Arrowhead, but those games have been in September and October. This year they put it in December. Week 14, so you get two home games for the Chiefs late in December against Buffalo and Cincinnati. I love this game. Uh, Josh Allen, Mahomes, week 14, home field advantage probably at stake here as well for the one seed. Uh, yeah, that's my second game, Kansas City and Buffalo. I think I think people f- are, are sleeping on Buffalo a little bit this year. They got all the hype last year. They still got Josh Allen. Year two um, without Brian Dayball, I think they'll be a little bit better. And they just got killed by injuries down the stretch. Their defense is healthy. I think Buffalo responds in a big way this year. We talked about it in some of our previews, but I mean, if you think of like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, I mean, the quarterbacks in the Stupid. AFC. Yeah, Rogers. it is. Right. Well, I'm not putting him in there. No. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Maybe at one time, but not anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just the quality of quarterbacks is crazy. So yeah. to know that for years, we're probably going to get to watch these guys face off each other is exciting as fans. So I really like that pick. Uh, my second one, I, I hate to continue on the Rodgers talk here, but I didn't realize until I was looking at the scheduling. The Patriots have beat the Jets 14 games in a row. 14 games in a row. That's one of the reasons you do sell a small part of your future for a guy like Rodgers, to try to turn tides like that. In week three, they face each other, and the Jets are currently three-and-a-half-point favorites, a team that has lost 14 times in a row, and they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. With teams that I think are actually heading in opposite directions, right? I feel like the Patriots, they were on cloud nine for a long time, and they're kind of going down. I don't think Mac Jones is the answer. And the Jets are hoping they got their answer in Rodgers and are excelling upwards with the the young running back, young receivers, and a young defense. So uh, I'm really excited to watch this game. And this, to me, I think by week three, you should have a lot of your kind of um, – your growing pains have kind of worked themselves out with Rodgers and everything. And this is where I think they really see, did we make the right move? Did we get a guy that's going to help us kind of turn around our franchise and beat these teams that we can never beat? You know, Belichick really would love to stick it to the Jets now. I mean, and, and again, <laughs> again. Right? and and put this whole, uh, will Aaron Rodgers make this, this a better uh, Jets team? And, and will, can they finally beat the Patriots uh, down. And uh, yeah, he would love to add another one to his belt and just kind of say, you know what? You spent all that money and you still can't beat us <laughs> at all. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to one of my favorite rivalries of all times because I've lived it and I've lived it as a Niners fan my entire life. Cowboys Niners back at it again on Sunday night football in week five, currently going off as uh, the Niners two-point favorites here at minus 110. Uh, obviously, no over-under set yet because it is a very, very long way off in the future. Uh, but you can get the Niners money line at just minus 125 right now. 
If you're on the hated Cowboys side, uh, you can get that at plus money at plus 105. Uh, but I mean, you know, you look back at even last year where uh, Dallas and San Francisco locked horns uh, for the uh, division there and, and the Niners walking away with that. Uh, but the uh, Niners did hand it to them too as well. Look, the Niners and the Cowboys have just been one of those rivalries that will live on all over the place. Dallas had bested San Francisco three times before losing the last couple times. And in fact, um, the Niners have only won three times since 2005 against these guys in the regular season and the postseason, which is crazy to think, right? Because the Niners have had all sorts of success over everything. Uh, but the Niners only beat them in uh, 2014 in a 28 to 17 win. And then of course the two uh, last season in 2020 and 2022 Cowboys had won three straight between then uh, in 2016, 17 and 20. So the Niners have a lot of questions by week five, quite possibly some of those are going to be solidified for sure. I mean, you'd like to think that the quarterback situation could be figured out by week five. Um, but you know, there's a lot to, to, figure out in San Francisco. So I'm hoping that they do get it ironed out and that they carry on this beat cat Dallas tradition. They got going on right now with the last two games. Well, of course you beat them both times in the playoffs because that's what Dallas does come up short in the postseason. <laughs> so I had to throw my Dallas jabs in there. Yeah, Rod, I that's it. Whenever those two historic brands, franchises, uh, link up, I mean, it's always a good game. Uh, both those postseason games could have went either way. Of course, Dak completely choked last year with the interceptions. I mean, the, Dallas's defense played well enough to win that game in San Francisco, but Dak just wasn't good enough. Everybody remembers the famous last play where Zeke Elliott was uh, the fullback slash center slash pancake, whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever you want to identify him as. But uh, I mean, and then the year before when Dak they ran out of time because they didn't realize how many. Seconds were on the clock where um, they failed to spike the ball. So you can't ever go wrong with Dallas and uh, San Francisco when they link up. Where is that game at, Rod? Is that in, in the Bay? That is in the Bay, yes. It is in San Francisco. So home game for the Niners. Home home evening game for the Niners. Yeah. Well, it, both fan bases travel so well either to either place, too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I don't think that quarterback situation is going to be all that bad just because of that offense. I really think no matter who is at the quarterback for the 49ers now, if he's healthy, I think it should be Brock Purdy. Um, but even if it's Sam Darnold, because of the rumors that teams are calling about Trey Lance, if he gets moved, even if it's Sam Darnold, I think he's serviceable enough for this offense because it just runs so fluently and um I need a new button on you i'm trying to hit <laughs> don't you put that evil on us all right they get no, jimmy I, g back yeah and the cowboys i'm kind of interested to see what they look like uh i know zeke looked like he was declining uh last year and not as efficient as tony pollard but he was still a part of their offense and a big part of their offense as far as touches. So it's going to be really interesting to see if Tony Pollard can actually carry that full load um, and kind of carry the ball for him. I mean, I know they got a guy like Ron Jones. They picked up Ronald Jones, who's trying to maybe show that he was worth even drafting after a disappointing career so far. They, they drafted Deuce Vaughn, but he's, he's a little dude. They don't have a Zeke like guy unless it's Jones. So it's going to be interesting to me to see how they kind of flow without him. Yes, it is. Uh, and I can't wait to do it. So, uh, Justin, I think it's to you for your second game. 
I did my second. That was yeah. Jets Pats. We're, oh, we're, we're, we're on the we're on the we're finale fine. now. I got yeah. so lost in thought thinking of my <laughs> Niners. It's just you know I'm I'm anticipating because I said Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh, yeah, you threw it off. Threw I know. Up. I was like, you threw him off. All right. Well then, Ryan, cue up uh, the third game for on your list. So I'm going to actually pivot. I in the pregame show, I was going to do the round robin of Kansas City, Buffalo, and and Cincinnati. The Demar Hamlin game from last year that never got finished is scheduled for um, November 5th. Uh, it's going to be a Sunday night game, but I'm not going to give that one out just so I I give out a little bit of a uh, variety. I'm going to go to week number two. And I'm going to go to the other AFC divisional round where a team I'm very high on that I think is a Super Bowl sleeper. That's Jacksonville. They got Kansas City coming down to Florida in the heat week two. Um, I think it's a good spot for them to knock off the Chiefs and prove that they're a contender this year. They, after last year, looking at what they did, they won seven out of eight after the bye where they lost to Kansas City the last game before the bye, and then they came up just short in the playoffs at Arrowhead. Year number two, Doug Peterson, we saw what he did in Philly, won the Super Bowl that year. Uh, another year of Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson. They get Calvin Ridley off the gambling suspension. I think the Jags are loaded, and this is a good early season, our early game in the season statement for uh, those Jags down there, Duval. That's another guy, Trevor Lawrence, that if he keeps progressing like he did yeah. last year, he'll be in that same conversation yeah. of really good AFC quarterbacks. It's it's crazy when you look at the quarterbacks in the oh. just the AFC alone. And you got young guys like Kenny Pickett. Um, I, I, everybody, Deshaun Watson, like <laughs> at one time was a top five guy. And uh, I mean, Tua, if he stays healthy, he's solid. And then you got the two old guys, Rodgers and Russell Wilson. And Jimmy you know, G. Jimmy G's out there now, too. It's it's funny, though, because if you would have said the Jags are loaded a couple of seasons ago, it probably would have meant something completely different, like <laughs> on something else. But now, loaded yeah. with draft picks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Rye, yeah. yep. Dougie P's got him rolling this this season. They, Yeah, I, I, it's, it's crazy to think that you could make a case for them beating the Chiefs, but, um, you know, any given Sunday, I suppose, uh, is, is where we're at. Uh, all right, Justin, what is your uh, third game that you've picked in for us to, to keep an eye on? Yeah, I didn't mean to stick so early to uh, the season with my three picks, but this one's in week four. This one's going to touch the heart of uh, Ryan there. The Commanders and the Eagles. Now, you got to remember, aside from the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, the Commanders were the only team to beat Jalen Hurts. Now, Eagles lost games when he was injured, but they're the only team that beat Jalen Hurts and uh, – they're going to be thinking about the Eagles and the commanders are going to be thinking about that. Obviously now commanders have some changes, especially at the quarterback. I assume Sam Howell is going to be taking the reins, but uh, that defense is still a really good defense and they showed that they knew how to beat this Eagles team. And so I'm excited to see this one right now. The Eagles are seven point favorites. I think they might win the game this year, especially on a revenge angle, but uh, take commanders in the seven. I'll, I'll take that. Oh, I'm taking. I'm with you. Uh, You're I hitting think, the money line. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Money line <laughs> that shit. Just like last year. I think they were like plus four hundred. Uh, Washington's a tough matchup for Philly. That's why I think that they've had success because Washington has drafted first round draft picks on the defensive side four straight years on on the defensive line with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, John Allen, and Jerome Payne. So they can at least 
not shut down the Philly rushing attack. It's hard to shut them down, but they don't they don't get gashed for two hundred plus yards like some of these other teams. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really just going to come down to. And you said this was week uh, five or week four, right? Four, week yep. four, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, how quickly the Washington Commanders can kind of come out of the gates and and prove that they're a team that can beat, or maybe this is the Eagles jump out to a really good start, feel good about themselves, and kind of let themselves down for a game they think they've already gotten hand, right? So we've seen that before as well. Um, yeah. I thought you were going to say this is a game where Philly just jumps out and, and just rolls away. Go, don't make me start drinking already, Rod. <laughs> hey, we know what's in that right cup. It's not water. It's Friday. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Uh, all right. My last game is uh, we're going to continue down, I guess, this, this Kansas City rabbit hole because the Super Bowl rematch is in week 11. It is the Eagles. It is the Chiefs. Curiously enough, the Chiefs are at uh, minus three right now as favorites at minus 110. I would have expected this line to be a little bit farther up considering what we saw, uh, but a field goal separates these guys. Minus 155 on the money line for the Chiefs, which again is not necessarily as juiced as I expected it to be. But of course, this is how many months in front of the season? I guess <laughs> I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, but if you want to jump on the Eagles now, it's at plus 135 for the money line. I'm wondering, and really, obviously, I, I don't have to sell you on why this game is important. Obviously, we know that at, by week 11, both of these guys should very much be within super contention of not only the, the, the conference, but the division. And so this game sort of pits, obviously, the last two to play together and, you know, whatever all those storylines are, are going to be there as well. But uh, what I'm interested to see more than anything is how these lines move over the course of the seasons and whether or not you locking them in now is beneficial to you because if the Eagles uh, start to pounce, this line could croach up to like one, one and a half, you know, and then it, depending on what Kansas city does, Eagles could be favorites heading into this game. You know, it's just, it's a weird dichotomy. So it's like, if you're getting them at plus money now or uh, now, like, do you take it? Uh, Eagles will win their division <laughs> until Dallas Dak, gets a quarterback. Dak shots. <laughs> so, are we talking bring Jimmy G to Dallas? Is that is that what we're talking about? He might be able to get him over the top. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't want him there. That would make me feel even more. <laughs> uh, but obviously, like I said, what was more intriguing to me about this game not only just the the importance of it all was just the lines. So, um, what do you guys think as far as these opening lines for for this game? I it's hard to go against Kansas City ever in Arrowhead, but this is the revenge angle. Uh, Philly thinking about how they lost the Super Bowl, they were right there. Uh, game kind of en ended in dramatic fashion, controversial fashion with the defensive holding call. So they definitely have this game circled on Monday night, but it's at Arrowhead. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be a tough one uh, when you think about the revenge angle, but. Seems like if anybody's going to have a team focus, it's Andy Reid, right? I mean, he just mm -hmm. always has his guys ready to go, no matter how big the game is or what the revenge angle or storyline is. So um, I definitely uh, – I de it's going to be a good one regardless. I, I, I'm convinced he's never going to lose to Philly. <laughs> like, like, kind of like Belichick, like takes a personal when he plays Cleveland yep. in the Jets. I'm convinced Andy Reid's not going to allow his team ever to lose to Philly. He's still bitter <laughs> about how it ended. <laughs> I, I would be too if I was him. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, so since week 18 has not necessarily been uh, scheduled as far as uh, who's going to play when, let's pick Let's pick a week 18 game because normally they're, pro- you know, oh, meaningless. Meaningless. Oh, you got a week 18 game that you're watching? I do. All right. What's your week 18 game, Justin? Yeah, let me jump ahead of Ryan here. Um, Bears Packers, they play week one, they play week 18. Uh, we get an easy win to begin and an easy win. Well, maybe we'll be resting our starters since we'll have the playoffs <laughs> locked by then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just think it's, it's, uh, it's kind of fitting that we open and end the season against the Packers. That is kind of funny. Uh, Ryan, is there a week 18 game that you have your eye on? Like I said, normally normally they're kind of worthless, but uh, is there one that you think won't be by the end of the year that we should be paying attention to? You know, it's so hard to project just with the injuries. Uh, hey, you got Dallas and Washington, the Sam Howell game again, where uh, he basically <laughs> won the job. This might be a, this might be a time to take Dallas, though, if uh, Ron's on the way out, if it goes south. Uh, well, well, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a hard... Hard one to monitor just because you don't know who's got things locked up. I mean, you got Philly and New York once again. Um, I think who who's going to want the number one pick going into next year? Who's going to want Caleb Williams? Packers. It, it, Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> it could be the Broncos. I was going to say, might be it might be Washington. <laughs> um, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. You know what? I'll give out Seattle because I think Arizona will tank. I'll give yeah. out Seattle week 18. Hop on that one. So I'm, I'm kind of curious about this uh, Bills and Dolphins game at the end of the year. Uh, the Bills right now are, believe it or not, one and a half point underdogs uh, going into January 7th uh, to the Dolphins. I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're already considering the fact that the Bills are going to be resting 90% of their team. Uh, against the Dolphins, who are probably still scrapping for a a final playoff spot, so that'd be interesting to take into account. But I'm gonna tell you right now that if you want this, I mean, it's a minus one ten either way. But I don't, I don't think this line is gonna stay there at all uh, at plus one and a half for the Bills. Like at, that could disappear after three weeks. So go dig into this now and and grab that one. I know you're gonna have your money tied up for the entire season. Yeah, but I mean. Bills at plus one and a half. I don't care if it's 90% of the Bills. I still think that they're probably going to end up beating the Dolphins uh, in, in the last week of the season, even if they've got things wrapped up. No, I, I agree with you. Yep. Go ahead, Jay Bark. Oh, I was going to say, this is really interesting. I've never thought about betting like your week 18 games before the season even starts or this early on. It would be really interesting to pick a game each week, bet it how you feel now, and just kind of see how it turns out. Um, and you could always hedge down the line if you need to. You you could get at least a touchdown or more of value, maybe even all the way yeah. up to 10 points. With like, For example, if you had faded Denver or Denver and LA preseason last year with their expectations versus what they were in that uh, Christmas game that we all had to watch. That was an embarrassment. <laughs> oh, and listen, you, when we do the, the games, the, the Monday wrap ups, right. And we look, look ahead. ahead. We do, yep. Yeah. I mean, those look aheads, we were even getting three, four, five points in value just from one week to the, to the two weeks later. So mm, imagine yeah. what you're getting if you bet now into this uh, later on in the season, I know it's probably not a, a heavily favored thing. People love their futures, but I mean, we're seeing value on some of these these games right now that you could easily get uh, and and win. Um, you know, like the Jets Patriots. That's a point. Uh, the Jets are one point favorites over the the Patriots 
in week 17. So, I mean, interesting lines here to probably try to snake on if you wanted to kind of get yourself a little bit of an investment going. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go bet every bear game because I know they're just going to become bigger and bigger favorites as the season goes. <laughs> Parlay them too. Why not? You're going 18 and 0 or 17 and 0. <laughs> Can you tell them rolling into this season with some confidence? <laughs> you you should parlay all the Bears games with all the teams that the Packers are playing. See what that pays. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, all right. Well, I mean, look. Hopefully, we gave you guys some uh, food for thought, some games to watch, and. Honestly, like I said, if the books have them out right now, the odds that that you like, go jump on them now. Uh, again, you're going to tie your money up a little bit, but I mean, if you're going to get better odds now than you will later, you'll be thanking future you or past you for for making future you a little bit of money uh, mm-hmm. in the in the future. So uh, that's why we do these shows, right? I mean, we're trying to give you betting angles on this. We're not just trying to talk about it to talk about it. We want to give you actionable something to work on. Uh, while you you do this, and of course, if you do want to wait until that week, just make sure you write that game down. Keep an eye on the on the odds, and uh, and you'll be good to go. Rod, do you want to do a lock and dog for week number one since they're all out? Sure, let's do a lock and dog for week one. I I think you should start us off since it was your idea. Yeah, I will do so, <laughs> and we kind of already teased it. I'll lock up the Bills on Monday night. Uh, laying one and a half. I I think that this is a statement game that it's still their division. And then this was my dog right away. I like I like Pittsburgh um, as well, but I the one I jumped at right away. I always like to fade the team that loses the Super Bowl week one. New England at home, Tom Brady game. They're honoring him against uh, Philly plus one eighty five on the money line. I'll take the Pats. Uh, Belichick's got four months to prepare for that uh, Philly offense and first game without uh, offense and defensive coordinator. So a lot of transition for Philly and. Uh, yeah, get up spot for uh, Belichick and company with Brady coming to town. Beautiful. Uh, lock for you there, Justin. And, and yeah, I was, was going to lock up the Bills, but I won't steal yours. So, I mean, screw it. Let's lock up the Bears to beat the Packers <laughs> in week one. Why not? Alt line. Uh, <laughs> right? And there's a lot of dogs I like. I mean, I, I like the, the Giants are coming in as a dog against the Cowboys. I kind of like that. The Titans – I it kind of depends what they decide to do with quarterback, but they're a dog against the saints, you know, Carr trying to get um, acclimated to that team and everything. The Panthers, I think could make some noise, but I want to give out a big dog. So I think the Ravens have had way too much controversy this off season. I think the Texans did a hell of a job with their draft. So give me the Texans plus three twenty. Yeah, there we go. Ooh, look at you. But will you take the points? It's nine It's nine points right now between Texans and Ravens. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, all right. I love that. Um, so, oh, yeah, if you're going to take the dog, you're going to take the points. Rod, when did you start uh, talking about him? Hey, uh, J-Mark, what about uh, Baker Mayfield game number one at Kirk Cousins? I mean, they, you got some fascinating <laughs> week one matchups. For sure. That's bad. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I, yeah, the lock for me, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and take those bills at minus one and a half. I, I just, that's a crazy line for that. I like that uh, a lot. Cause I don't think that's going to stay at one and a half. You'll probably end up seeing this at three and a half, possibly four as the season progresses. So take that now. That way you don't sweat it. Um, my dog, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Raiders. They're three and a half point underdogs to the Broncos to start the season. 
Um, Jimmy G, baby. I believe in Jimmy G. When he comes to a new team, uh, he does nothing but win for a while and then gets hurt. So grab him now while he's going to win. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, we both, we all of us know how the Broncos are, are just, you know, hurting every which way but loose. I just don't see this happening. Um, I do like the uh, the money line on this one too for the Raiders at plus one fifty. But uh, give me the three and a half as well. I, I like I said, this just is going to be Jimmy G's season to do well until he doesn't, like he always does. So uh, ride him early in the season, especially against a, a Broncos team that's just uh, horrendous. Well, I mean, Jimmy G's interesting because I know the 49ers had some decent receivers but they didn't have a receiver like Devonte Adams. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does with a receiver like Devonte Adams. I'm actually looking forward to that. Cause I mean, that kind of crosses over for me liking Jimmy G from the Niners. And then of course me liking Devonte Adams from his time at Fresno state. So yeah. I got to get to get the best of both worlds. There. <laughs> Love it. So, um, all right, guys, I feel like we've done, uh, done this show justice and everybody that's stuck around to watch and by the way, thank you guys so much for sticking around to watch the, the, these live shows. It's always a blast to see you guys in the chat, to be able to interact with you guys. And, and uh, you know, you guys spend part of your day with us. And we're always appreciative of that because, uh, you know, that that's what makes the show go around. The bosses love to see it. And, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all we do for you. Yep. So. Uh, all right. Well, as we wrap it up, as we always do, why don't we go around the horn and let everybody know where they can find our work on social media? Yep. Uh, for the YouTube crowd right now that Rod's speaking of, uh, our Twitter handles are right there on the screen. Mine is at Moneyline underscore Mac. Uh, just looking at these week one lines, man. I'm I'm excited. It's going to be a fun week one. September 7th will be here before we know it, and we'll be giving out a bunch of lock dogs and winners. So appreciate the support and looking forward to uh, many more episodes to come. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. Check out Old Fashioned Football, where I talk fantasy football with my wife and review some whiskey. Next week, we got uh, Master Blender from Uncle Nearest, Victoria Edie Butler, who is the great-great-granddaughter of Nearest Green, who uh, Uncle Nearest is named after, who started the, uh, the Tennessee whiskey process as a slave. Ooh, yeah. Man, he's pulling the good stuff, man. It's going to be it. super interesting. Ah, and you get to drink their whiskey on top of that. Yeah, you, exactly. You found the you found the right niche, my friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have struck the the motherload there. So, got to right. love it. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on. Remember, I am of course the one of the hosts of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. As everybody in the chat has alluded to, me and Cody. Five times a week, loading you up with NASCAR news and notes. We've got a couple of special guests coming up soon, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, but, yeah, there's a link in there to follow me around all over the place. We'll be back with more of the NFL Gambling Podcast next week. Uh, some fun episodes for you. I feel like there's an angle in there that we actually uh, hit on that I think we need to, to touch and go back on again. So uh, keep an ear open for that. Thanks for subscribing on YouTube. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for liking. Thanks for clicking the bell to know when the subscriptions are, are going uh, and all that good stuff. All right. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. And let it ride. 